I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides Brad Fur. Hello, happy shiny people, and welcome to the June 11th edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. It's me, John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr. And your gay desert guide, Brad Fur. All right, the thing on my mind, guys, like right off the bat, is next week's inferno. Oh yeah. my god! I have visitors that arrived. The first of them yesterday, and then his husband, my friend Ken's husband, is coming on Saturday for his first time to Palm Springs, and Ken would like to live here, so he's decided to bring his husband here to show him how lovely it is. <laughs> it will be 118 for every day that Rocky is here from Brooklyn. I don't know how, what do you do? How do you keep him happy and healthy and cool and I make him want to live here? Booze. He's not a drinker. <laughs> They're both clean and sober. Don't. Pool, pool. I, I had somebody so, uh, contact I me and said, I'm going to be in town next Tuesday. You want to hang out by a pool? And I'm like, no. no. I want to hang out inside with the blinds drawn. <laughs> I bought them both. Do you remember those umbrella hats? Yes. So I bought them little umbrella hats to wear in the pool so that they can both be in the pool and not. You know, I've sent a lot of people home with like a full body heat rash in this season when they're not from here. And so I have found a few ways. I'm sending them up to Idlewild, of course, for a day and uh, into L.A. for one dinner. Like, (laughs) aren't you happy to have company again? It is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had a a friend uh, couch surf uh, a couple of weekends ago and it was like just nice having a different person in the house. Right. I've had a couple different people sleep in my bed, not like in my bed, but in my bed. And I can't tell you what it is to just wake up with other humans who love you in the house. And I don't know, visitors passing through and all that extra energy, everything about reentering the world feels exciting and possibility everywhere and this town is lighting up so many local things and yeah Marilyn on a flatbed yesterday oh my god it's just gonna happen they need to just let it be i don't know what else to tell those poor angry folks for anybody who's uninitiated Marilyn monroe statue forever Marilyn is like 28 feet tall and was in palm springs for a long time and is now back at a highly contested location where it is going to be erected and people are clutching pearls on that and um some of them you know i I can see what they're saying but i'm kitschy and i have no class so it's like bring it on bring on and other projects are coming out here too from hollywood and elsewhere uh, coming up, I'm going to be working, or I'm already kind of starting to mess around with a production company coming out here to shoot a fully funded lesbian dating show, coming wow. out for love. So I think it's young women, you know, coming out and getting to meet each other. Full production. Actually, they're doing it in Indio because there was was hard to get it going financially in Palm Springs, uh, but they wanted to be in the Coachella Valley. So I mean, lots of projects coming to town and. Well, we have a really big show today, as usual. We have Mindy Reed from Zinn and uh, the Rebel Public House, two restaurants, and she's on other boards and commissions around town. We've all seen her and love her. And Kim Keeler from the LGBTQ Center of the Desert, and she's here to talk about some of the women's programs and things that she has spearheaded over the years. She is a fabulous one. We've been very lucky to have her there. Stephen Biller from Palm Springs Life 
handsome, regular for us now. We love to hear what he's got to say. Um, and then Dylan Smith, who is uh, working with the Arts Commission, The Bench Project. Okay. Um, and gosh, we've all seen it. Even when we're driving down in the middle of quarantine, you start to see the benches turn colors and brighten up. And every one of them, it just it makes you smile that some artist um, did that, made something a little bit lovely. We've also got Alex Woodruff, who is the executive producer of Forgive Us, which is one of the many films coming to us uh, in Short Fest right now in Palm Springs. So another big show with all these people who also love gay Palm Springs. All right, and our uh, podcast is brought to you by We Are Palm Springs, all about unity, celebrating the connection between our business owners and the community, from our unique restaurants and resorts to our locally owned shops and retailers. Share the love, use hashtag We Are Palm Springs to share how you are supporting local businesses. And by Palm Springs Nissan, sponsor of the Gay Desert Guide All Electric, gliding seamlessly, effortlessly, and quietly throughout the valley, Nissan Leaf. Palm Springs Nissan in the Cathedral City Auto Mall, and also by Desert Oasis Healthcare, celebrating 40 years of service with $40,000 in support to our favorite not-for-profits in the Valley. And that's who's bringing us the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. I was out on Arenas on a Wednesday. Could you imagine? Yes. Yeah, I, I know. I in the old days, but yeah, no, so I got to see uh, DJ Galaxy, who's uh, spinning at uh, Chill on Wednesdays, doing a, a retro Wednesday. He's such a good DJ. He really is. And is he super mega tan right now, or did I imagine that last week when he was on the show? I think he has had himself a little sun, just judging from the in-pool selfies. Oh, was- yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, it's um, the, the uh, John, you and I were out on Wednesday uh, in on Arenas, and you know, it, it didn't seem terribly busy out. Well, I think with the 15th reopening next week, there are some things planned. I know uh, we talked to David White last week from the chamber, and they're going to be doing a mini, you know, kind of a mini street fair, a mini uh, uh, Thursday night, you know, street fair thing. Like um, a bar crawl almost, wasn't it? And a bar crawl for the passport. Yeah. Yes, that was it. So, but but also the full chambers doing it uh, across all of downtown Palm Springs, and then David's going to be leading the one on arenas. So, you I know, saw I think Palm Desert is doing stuff, little want, street fairs and booths, and yeah. and then six fifteen they're going out onto the streets to yell and scream at six fifteen because on six fifteen it's all opened up. I took me a minute through the story, like why six fifteen, but the date and the time. I really I'm a little slow now. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, Dylan Smith, a Southern California-based visual artist, dancer, choreographer, and a teaching artist, but I knew you from Northern California, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, he has created two public art pieces for the city of Palm Springs through the generous support of the Public Arts Commission and appears on this year poster, The Benches of Palm Springs. Dylan, can you point out which one is yours as they go by quickly? It's hot pink with lots of other colors. Yeah. Yeah. Is that 129 South Palm Canyon? Is that correct? Yeah. I like to say between Chico's and Coldstone. Oh, very nice. Such a place. How many selfies have you done sitting on your own bench? Not a ton. I mainly go there to clean it because it gets dirty quickly. <laughs> Whoa. So how did that process happen? Like, how did they find the artists who were going to do the? Um, they had a. 
I submitted for the third phase of the, the benches. So there were two previous phases where they called artists. It was a standard call to artists okay. and someone had sent me the form and um, truth be told, I had never painted before. Oh, cool. You just are just and full I of art. I had to take yeah. a lot of deep breaths before my first day starting. Now, I'm curious, like, what kind of paint do you use? Because, you know, they've got to stand up to use, weather, heat, sun. They're, um, it's outdoor paint through Dunn Edwards. So we were all, we all used Dunn Edwards paint. And we had a, a consultation there to pick out colors and stuff. And there's a, a cleaning off or a sanding process and then a priming process. And then you can do do your thing. And then they seal it with like a, a coat of sealant Magic. to uh, further protect it. A space it age polymer. Rather than thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. It's pink with a whole bunch of what did you say? Colors, but what is it? Lots of different colors, but on either side are two women and their hair goes over the top of the bench and sort of weaves them together. Okay, I am going to go find your bench and roll around on it so I can say I've had my first three-way of 2021. <laughs> I'll come and clean it off before you do something. No, I won't make any evidence. You may have to clean it after. Yeah. So, where in Northern California are you from? Well, I was in New York City from college until Northern California, so I was up in Sonoma County for three years okay. prior to uh, being down here. I'm such a Sonoma County fan. It pretty much raised me, my 20s and 30s. Yeah. So I'm so a big fan. Of I'm about to hop in the car on Friday when the temperatures hit and take a yeah. little okay. rest up, up there. We actually met Dylan when you were a tour guide for Gay Wine Weekend. It's true. Number of in years ago. 2017, I think, Brad. Yeah. 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 So Dylan, I, I would like to know what was the impetus for this project? I know that originally they were looking at, you know, completely destroying all those benches and coming up with something new and different, but you know, yet the, the arts commission through you and some other people put this project together. Um, yeah, I think it was a really good idea to hire artists during the pandemic, um, paying artists to create these works because from what I was told, it would have cost a ton, ton more money to demolish them and build new ones. So instead of going with that process, having artists refurbish them, paint them, make them look super cool was obviously a win-win financially and creatively, I think, for everyone involved. Well, and do you see, I understand that you have a lot to do with dance, with everything sort of loosening up. Do you have a vision of how you'd like to work in dance here? Going you forward? know, that's, that's sort of like what I'm, it's, it's been a, a curse and a blessing in a way that um, I don't think I'll go back to certain things maybe I was doing before because it was. Yeah convenient or comfortable or for money it's it's we're all it's looking really, at our lives like what do we really want going forward right yeah and i think what will be unique and inspiring to me and different is figuring out how to merge my visual and performing arts into you know different works of art performance art and sort of uh collaborating the two and melding here's a, here's an idea you didn't ask for but when you were talking about merging the two the first thing that came into my mind is 
dance on top of those benches in a like a video performance yeah promo of the benches with dance that's fun i mean you know who better than you yeah definitely well dylan thank you for brightening up our our world with your art whether it be dance or whether it would be Mm -hmm. you know visual art or or just seeing your smiling face on the i love gay palm springs podcast thank you so much thank you want to give you a quick shout out you're doing a solo exhibit in joshua tree but it's not till october so a little while away we'll be sure and put that on our gaydozerguide.com calendar and let people know about uh, other things that you'll be doing absolutely thank you guys so much and and we'll preheat palm Springs so it's nice and warm when you come back from sonoma thank you very much i appreciate that now we have Mindy Reed, who is the owner of the two restaurants in Palm Springs, Zinn American Bistro and Revel Public House. She's an avid biker and a board member of the Main Street Board. I love that all of your restaurants have three words in the name. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Of course, leave it to a comedian to go, what? <laughs> we love them though we love oh, your food we love your atmosphere everybody goes i mean i spent many a celebratory dinner at zinn knowing that i was going to get something that i love to eat and feel good and get good service so thank you for contributing to many a happy dinner one of the best things about reopening has just been seeing people's faces again. So how was it during the pandemic? You've got um, you've got parklets. You're lucky. You've got actually some great parklets uh, in, for both of your restaurants. How's that been going and what's the latest news? It's been going actually really good. Um, we've been very busy uh, reopening and um, business has been surprisingly uh, just consistent and steady. So we're thankful for that. Um, the one thing that I'm probably surprised at the most is how much people are still sitting outside. Um, two weeks ago when we had the temperature spike and it was, you know, almost 115, everybody was still wanting to sit inside. I had moved, actually moved tables, uh, you know, limited tables inside and nobody wanted them. So we moved them back outside. So they're going to want them um, next week. You know, <laughs> I don't know about next week. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody think next week's going to be a little insane. Chill blower, like a serious, right? Because we want to, we live here because we want to be out in the sunshine and all of that. But like, seriously, a chill blower, an ice skating rink, the back of a Zamboni, exhaling, you know. I know, wouldn't that that be awesome, Shannon? You know, and that's the funny thing that has been really interesting through um, every every step we've had, had to, every pivot we've had to make in this whole thing is that if you're not, uh, you know, way ahead of the game, um, there's literally shortages on everything. Yeah. There, there, uh, I know last year I tried to get some uh, coolers for outside and there were none because they didn't have, they you know, had no production. Um, this year with the heaters, you know, you had to, uh, you know, make sure you ordered them early and strategically there was limits on how many you could buy. So how about yeah. AstroTurf? Was that like in short supply? I wish I had the AstroTurf concession. I because, know, right? You know, Brad was talking for uh, those who are not in the biz about parklets and they are they're basically the outdoor dining areas that were put into either sidewalk or street. And you, you, you make them into a little park. I've personally hesitated to do a lot of improvements because it's be it's been really unclear where um, how long we're going to be able to have them and what we're going to be able to do. I've, you know, already spent, 
you know, probably upwards towards $40,000, just putting in the one that I have. And, you know, to put misters in would be another probably twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. And, um, and you don't yeah, have a so spray bottle like and say, that. spritz yourself. <laughs> Walk by with a fan and spritz everybody. <laughs> you know, my brother's a woodworker and a cabinet maker, and he spent the last year cutting plexiglass. Yeah. Wow. Right. So we just all, if you didn't make the pivot, you're sitting alone on a park bench that's not painted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear the last story. Call back. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's good. <laughs> well, Mindy, I know that, uh, you know, the parklet thing is, is really, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily embroiled in controversy, but it is interesting that, um, you know, we thought this was going to stay through the end of the year. And I know there's some movement afoot that maybe this would not happen and not stay permanently or even semi-permanently. So I suspect that you and the other restaurateurs have a, a strong opinion on that one. Um, well, it has been a little, it's, it's been a little bit confusing, especially as of lately, the governor and the uh, alcohol beverage control just approved it through um, at least the end of the year. Um, there is a bill in, in, uh, and working right now in the state to uh, also make it okay to have permanently. Um, I know that it is being considered right now for uh, council tonight or tomorrow, it was last night. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm in an unusual situation at Zen um, because I, to make peace with other people who didn't want me to have any frontage parklets on Palm Canyon, I um, went on arenas because the city told me that they would be able to, they, they would do that and they would allow me to have it for at least a year after um, we were completely reopened, which hasn't even happened yet. And now it's, um, you know, was on the city agenda with a staff report of removing it on July 1st. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it's it's nerve wracking because, you know, I mean, how do I even plan for the 4th of July holiday? Because no matter how hot it's going to be, it's going to be hot. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have seating for people or not. Yeah. Yeah. We're there for you. We're calling for reservations. We have our favorite dishes. We're grateful you're here feeding us and bringing light to the to the process of moving forward. Thank you for having me and thank you for all the support everyone has given all of us through this pandemic. The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast brought to you in part by Palm Springs Nissan. You know, choosing the right vehicle to buy can be very difficult, but choosing the right dealership is just as important. The experience you receive before, during, and after the sale makes all the difference, and that's why so many people choose Palm Springs Nissan for both sales and service, because they want to give you the truly exceptional experience every time you visit them. Maybe it's the free car washes with every service visit, or the complimentary coffee bar they offer with free Wi-Fi or their award-winning staff ready to serve you and answer any of your automotive needs. Palm Springs Nissan is the true leader of the car business. So when you're ready and you want a great deal for either a new or used Nissan or need your Nissan serviced at a reasonable price, go to Palm Springs Nissan. Visit today Palm Springs Nissan and the Cathedral City Auto Center for the Coachella Valley's largest selection of new Nissans. That's Palm Springs Nissan, a truly exceptional experience and powering the Gay Desert Guide, Nissan Leaf. 
Well, we have lots of favorites on today. And next up, we have Stephen Biller, who's the longtime editor-in-chief of Palm Springs Life magazine and a board member of Desert X, which is the biennial exhibition of site-specific art in Coachella Valley. Hey, Stephen, we want to hear all about the June issue of Palm Springs Life. Do tell. Hey. Where's the where's the visual? Hold it up. Oh well, you know. There we go. Ooh, it's gorgeous Dude, for all of our I'm listeners. Like leaning in. Don't look at my pores. I'm trying to see and the magazine. Put the centerfolds right on the cover. <laughs> oh, that's really a cool that's idea. Beautiful. Where is that picture taken? For those who are not seeing it, it's a beautiful desert scape. And of, uh, you know, Purple Mountain's majesty. Where was that taken? (laughs) This is out in the uh, Box Canyon area um, and uh, photographed by by Lance Gerber, who does a lot of our landscape photography and our architecture photography. He's just awesome. Hmm. That's pretty spectacular. So the beautiful image on the cover of the magazine uh, is touting our summer travel issue. Uh, I I hate, as the editor of a magazine in a place like this, I hate telling our readers to leave the desert. Um, But I know that a lot of our readers um, will shrivel up and die in their homes because they won't come out in the summer. So we do give them a few ideas of uh, some places they can go. And there's never um, been a stronger craving to travel than there is now. That's true. That is true. Um, and, you, you know, not just by airplane, and but by car, people are wanting to, you know, get out and be on the land so much. I'm hearing a lot of folks who are, uh, when they're telling me about their summer vacation plans, they're very nature oriented. Um, so uh, I, I think that's something that we're leaning into in the magazine. And we give some people some drive, some drives. It's all driving. Uh, it's a road trip story. So we give you some good ideas that you can go some near and far, you know, as close as uh, Pasadena and staying at the, uh, uh, at, at, the at the Huntington out there, uh, you know, visiting the Huntington and, and uh, staying at the Langham out there um so we we have a a a nice array of experiences that we're we're focusing on from what's your favorite well um, for for you know a tank away well i am one for um i i love the desert so i hate leaving it um why i'm here uh so i will typically um find something within my climate comfort which is this like the motel six in cathedral city or what (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so you know one of the places we tell people to go is castle hot springs in arizona um so there are a few desert experiences that we include um and also you know del mar and like i said solvang is in there with a great wine experience Hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we have something for foodies, something for adventure seekers, um, something for people who just hate the desert. I don't know who hates the Nobody, desert. but I would like a water, a water side weekend somewhere. Was there, what was your. Oh yeah. The Del Mar experience is definitely a. Well, uh, and I just watched that movie, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh my God. <laughs> it is so funny. Oh my God. So now, okay. So that was a message you were sending me Del Mar. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I go to Del Mar and we also, so in addition to the summer travel, we've got summer reading and one of our, our, one of our great reads is uh, Stephen Rowley's new book called Gunkel, um, which is uh, uh, it, it's it just feels like uh, it feels like you're reading a present day anti meme. It's just so oh. funny. 
um, you know, it's this, it's this gay guy who suddenly is an uncle uh, and that whole wild ride and uh, who's never had any experience with kids before and he's just a big girl like us. So um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's very well written and, uh, and writing a story about uh, Stephen Rowley and, uh, and that book is Jeremy Kinzer, who I think you've had on your show many times and uh, his... Uh, is, is, is a well-known voice in uh, gay writing out here in Southern California. So in addition to that, we have, um, uh, oh boy, uh, Casa Cody has just been redone. Oh, wow, yeah. And so we take you inside that and talk about the whole, you know, who owns it and what they've done in there and, um, you know, how they're preserving what is the deserts or certainly Palm Springs oldest operating yeah. hotel. How old is it? <laughs> isn't everything 1938 because of when the town was incorporated? But it, it was before then, right? Um, yeah, it's um, oh, I'm looking right now, but I can't see it. But it is um, like about 100 more than 100 years old. Yeah, it is more than 100 years. It's older yeah. than the city itself. And oh. forgive me for not knowing, but did it recently finally get a new owner or just? Yeah, so there's a, a, so that... a new group that owns it and they've invested a lot to restore it. Amazing. And, and um, it's it's a beautiful property and we've got some great photographs. And um, Well, fact, I have a little bit of a scoop, although it was just put out that the Racket Club is for sale again. It is in escrow and has been since March. And for the first time, instead of somebody trying to redesign it as a condo complex, a hotel development is the one. And they're just they're like 25 days from the end of feasibility and then they're good to close. So, again, another really historic hotel that could return to being a hotel. Yeah. And yeah. the Andaz is going to get completed. We just got news of the Andaz being, uh, I think the Hilton is, the, or the Hyatt, which one it is, I forget. Yeah, it's, I a, it's a division of Hyatt right. that is going to take it over, like a boutique division. And have it done in 2022. Thank God. Ah, finally. That would be great. Stephen, thanks for joining us today. Anything, any other last parting uh, words of wisdom for us today from the June issue of Palm Springs Life magazine? Uh, you pick it up. You also get a copy of our summer guide. Our annual summer guide is, is bound into that issue. And our new issue of Home and Design magazine is also bound into that uh, June issue. So you'll want to get all of those. It's a good value. You get three magazines in one. <laughs> Lovely. And our favorite, long-running, glossy, fabulous magazine, Palm Springs Life. Thank you so much, Stephen Biller, for joining us again. Great. See us at uh, palmspringslife.com. See you next month. See you next month. Bye. Well, we have the owner and director and producer at Pineapple Cut Pictures, a production company based in Atlanta that solely focuses on bringing light to underrepresented narratives. Uh, we have Alex Woodruff. I'm so sorry your name got all smooched to a different screen. Thank you so much. All the way from Atlanta, right next to the train tracks. Welcome, Alex Woodruff. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here with you. And we may be interrupted by cicadas, right? Do you have them in Atlanta? Yes, we did. Uh, Atlanta, it's hard. I live downtown, so I, I, I don't know what our cicada population and how well it survives out here, but I was at the mountains the last weekend, and it was pretty deafening. So, uh, yeah, and they're everywhere, too. They just, like, fly up right, right in your, you know, on your porch and everything. So they're not very, uh, No, thank very, you. 
Yeah, not- they had, um, I think Jim Acosta from CNN was in the Capitol and a cicada landed on his neck oh, during really? a live shot. Oh, I thought that was Biden. Oh, it happened to Joe Biden, and they actually yeah, had to cancel had to, like, a flight. Off his, okay, all right. Pick, let's pick a better topic because you have a film in our Short Fest fest, Film Festival coming up. It's called yes. Forgive Us. We yes. will have the world premiere of it, correct? That's correct. And, I mean, our Short Fest, our International Fest, our Queer Fest, Cinema Diverse, we are a film festival town. So believe me, you will be greatly appreciated. Is there any chance you're getting to come for your film? I'm, I'm going to be there, and this is my first time coming to – well, I've been to Coachella before. I'm not sure if that counts. Well, of uh, course. <laughs> and no, it doesn't. No. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, it's very, very unique uh, lodging at Coachella. All but, right, this uh, is – Where did you stay? Uh, on the campground. Oh. Of course you did. Good for you. As a rugged outdoorsman. As a so, very rugged outdoorsman. Give us the uh, give us the logline elevator pitch of the of the movie because it looks really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So forgive us is um you know it's 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 truly a, a dark odyssey and the and the, the the main narrative that we're trying to unwind with this one is the the, the story of this young man who is coming home for the holidays to an estranged family with his boyfriend. Um, They never were supportive of his relationship and he's got a lot of anxiety coming home, right? And I think we all can uh, relate to that in some way. But when he gets home, he finds that his family is, um, that that estrangement has has, uh, mutated into something much more sinister. And uh, there is uh, hell to pay when he arrives. Well, and the lead actor in this was Sandy Reed. He was born and raised here, right? And did he Correct. pass away this year? He, he did. He um, is very, very tragically passed away last year. Um, wow. So much love to his family. Uh, never been through anything like this as a uh, as a filmmaker at all. And certainly as a just losing a friend. Sandy was amazing. Um, I'd never worked with him, never known him before we started production. I met him. Uh, a couple of days we had a table read. So I met him a couple of days before production, um, which is, I'd met the other actors uh, at a, uh, doing a prior engagement, but um, you know, he just was such an amazing, first of all, an amazing professional. He was an, he was a, a, a fantastic actor. And um, even was for someone without a ton of experience, I mean, he just, he commanded that role. This is really his movie. So well, when you he, see it, he's it, a strong actor and he was also film. He was involved in our short fest absolutely. and the film festival here, right? He was, he was. And uh, I understand there's a lot of family and friends in the area that are really excited to see this and they're going to see, I can't wait for you to see his performance. I mean, after, after what happened last June, we were just in the middle, obviously it was a pandemic. We had a couple of sh- scenes that we wanted to reshoot that would have featured Sandy. Okay. So when that didn't, obviously that, that couldn't happen. Um, we really doubled down for an additional, you know, couple of months to ensure that this was going to be, um, the right, the right film for his legacy. And I know how important it's gonna to be to the people who knew how important this project was to him. So everybody on our team really took that to heart and uh, we can't wait for everyone to see it. Powerfully important to be able to do that. I, I'm, I'm glad that somebody who had the heart and the wherewithal to make sure that that was how it got followed up on was had their hand on the steering wheel. So I'm sure their family is grateful. So now I have, I'm a comedian, so I have to ask one pesky question. Mm-hmm. Was there a day or a plan or something in the course of the shooting that went totally awry in an amusing way? Well, um, <laughs> I don't know how amusing it was, but 
we um, uh, our production, I think, was March 11th, 12th and 13th of 2020. And if you remember anything about that week, oh, that's yeah. pretty much the week it all went to shit. So we were hearing about European travel being shut down. And then we heard Trump was making a speech and you never know how that's going to go. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we were on set that whole weekend, not knowing if we were going to be, you know, I'm, we're in charge of our set, right? So we couldn't be shut down, but ethically, safety wise, we were monitoring that thing very closely because we had a house full of people. Um, and once we found out that, uh, hey, uh, uh, America is going to be shut down, we kind of found out, I think, on the Sunday, our final day of production, everybody just kind of banded together and said, all right, well, all of our jobs next week are getting canceled. So let's just finish this thing out and do as best as we can. We did cancel some uh, shots that we wanted that, we, again, we were going to go and do uh, in a reshoot later. But we ended up being able to get everything done um, that we needed to in order to make this film, uh, I think, really special. So tell us what day you're playing here in Palm Springs. Each of the short films come in a yep. compilation of three to five things that add up to a feature. When are yep. you? We are June 24th at 7 p.m. Uh, and that's going to be part of the Thrills and Chills program. Right. I think we're number, we're number two on the docket. So uh, make sure you're there early. Uh, we can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you all for, for, for what you're doing. I appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk about this. Good. We look forward to having you in Palm Springs. I uh, hope you'll say hi to us while you're here. And uh, we're, we're happy to help you uh, get get settled and see see things other than Coachella. Absolutely. I'm, I'm staying downtown, so I'm going to go see some uh, some cool sites, apparently. And I'm going to get a firsthand tour of the, the, the public transit, I think. So. Get an umbrella hat, because there are no cool sites. They're all hot sites. <laughs> Very hot. Got it. Got it. I'm from Hotlanta, so, you know. Thank it's you. not 100 degrees here, but uh, it, it's, it's, it gets pretty. But here it's the dry heat. <laughs> oh, is that what they say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Alex, be ready. joining us today. And good luck with, uh, you know, your, the debut of your film, June 24th at uh, Short Fest. Thank you so much. Kim Keeler is next up with us. She joined the center in October of 2012 as a volunteer and then as a staff member in April of 2014. She grew up in Northern British Columbia and graduated from the University of British Columbia with a degree in zoology. Okay, I did not know that. And later completed a degree in computer systems, which I did know because you rescued us all. Kim Keeler came into the LGBT community center when I was the volunteer coordinator and she she was a volunteer and uh, and she and her partner were like running the band. I mean, there were not lesbians who were being served at that time. I was the only first uh, staff member. And then we got a couple more lesbian staff members. And but really, I think we had the first ever lesbian potluck at my house yeah. for about six months. But it was really your idea. And Wait, you invented the potluck? No, no, no. Well, they invented it for us because I am not good with women. So I asked them, who are very good with women, what can we do to get the lesbians to come to it? And she and her partner said potluck. And at the time, I was having all the volunteer events at my house and all the other community pool parties and stuff at my house. So we did it for six months at my place. And telling you, I would have never braved it on my own had they not been there to go, we can do it. And since then, what is your, your newsletter is called? Uh, it's, 
Yeah, for women by women. So I, I'll just jump in here. So first of all, Shan was an amazing volunteer coordinator. Just did an awesome job. All the volunteers loved her. Really, really. We're all still kind of know each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was, yeah, when we started volunteering, there was no women's program. And so we gathered up all the lesbians we knew in the valley and asked them what they wanted. And potluck was the start of it. So that was the start of women's programming. Yeah. And I laughed because, you know, the newsletter we put out it used to be once a month. And we were lucky if there were two things in it. And it looked like a newsletter designed by a gay woman, not like by a gay man. So right. Barry at the Center does our newsletter now. And it just it looks awesome. But, yeah, the program has exploded in the last six, seven years. And mostly at your hand, and you've just kept your nose to the grindstone and your hands on the wheel. And there's so much stuff. You lead hiking things now, personally, like you lead it. Yeah. So actually, COVID's been interesting because I think it's forced us to uh, like interface with our members in and lesbians in the valley in whole different ways. And so when COVID hit, we took women's chat to Zoom which was great. And what we found was we had a lot of women that were interested in moving to Palm Springs, coming into chat to want to see what the community's like. Yeah. And then we had snowbirders that had left and couldn't come back, but okay. could come to Zoom and visit all their friends that they knew from physical chat. And then we just got people somehow that find us. I've got you know, people coming in from Nebraska and Seattle and out on the coast. So yeah, it's been fascinating for us. Um, and hiking was like the one thing we could do during COVID. So I do a Tuesday hike in a Saturday hike and some of those hikes we would get 20, 24 women out. Uh, and then we also realized there's a group of women that don't want to hike or, you know, they they can't hike. And so two of the gals from chat, uh, Gail and Barbara said, hey, let's start a woman's walk. So they've been doing that and we've been getting a good response on that too. And I think we're going to do, we're going to, we're just talking about that. We're going to combine it where it's those that want to walk and walk. And then we're going to have coffee later in the park. So Kim, when you have the, going on and then two other women have started the book and movie salon. So uh, it's on zoom. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're going to sit down and talk about a book or a movie every month. So yeah. Uh, that's when you have talk you to women from gym? other parts of the country uh, who are interested in in possibly moving here, what is how do you represent a lesbian community to those people that are, you know, maybe have never been here, but thought they would you know, want to be in Palm Springs? Yeah, I mean, the major concern with them is, am I going to make connections and community? Um, and that was when we moved here, we moved here in 2011 and we didn't know anybody. And if you if you knew someone here that could get you into their tribe, you were fine. But if you didn't know anybody, it was really, really hard to get connected. And, it and so is women are. Yeah. Especially at our age. Yeah. We're a little nervous, but you've made that bridge. Yeah. And so that's, I think, what the center does really well is just create space for people to make those connections. And a lot of people will come through chat. Uh, we also support like a lesbian artists of the desert group. Yeah. So they'll come in 
uh, you know, they'll not find their hiking tribe, their walking tribe. They want to get into pickleball. They want to get into golf. They want to get into tennis, whatever. And so what we try and do is, is find them their tribe to get connected to. And that's, that's what they're looking for. Okay. So I have a program idea. I'm happy to be <laughs> stoner circle in the pool. Can we do that? You, you got it. You got it. I'm going to come to your grow room and cut down a couple of buds and then roll them and invite women to smoke and tread water at the same, right? Like bring together the shit you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's anything that, that Shankar has taught me over these years is if you want to get connected in this community, like you said, you didn't know anybody, volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This town runs on volunteerism. Yeah, I think at the center, uh, our volunteers are the equivalent of five or six full time staff. And without the volunteers, we don't exist. We're very, very conscious of that. Yeah, it's always been the truth. Well, gosh, we're so glad it is really hard in this town to find any group, any business, any organization anywhere that really has something reliably for lesbians that really is consistent about having a click anywhere yeah. to tick or click or talk or be that a woman knows she can find a lesbian connection. And you have been that the center has been that we're so grateful to you. Thank you so Thank much, you. Kim Keeler from the LGBT All right. Community Center. All right. Bye bye. We're getting ready for the big heat up and we're also getting ready for the big open up because on the 15th, it's going to be uh, no more restrictions uh, from the state of California uh, due to uh, COVID. So what is happening is the big question. And Brad has the answers with your this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter. Well, you know, we talked about the opening with, with with many people today and downtown Palm Springs will be reopening with a mini version of Village Fest next week. Many things are still planned, um, both outdoors and indoors. The Palm Springs International Short Fest starts June 22nd through the 28th, uh, but they will be doing that at uh, at the uh, at the theaters this year versus having it virtually like they did last year. Mary Pickford Theater reopening to place entertainment. They've got the Conjuring and A Quiet Place Part 2 on their movie schedule. Um, you know, a lot of Pride events going on. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers and L.A. Pride have their Pride Night uh, tonight, Friday, June 11th. So, you know, all kinds of things showing that our reopening is going on. Um, back to cinema, Cinema Under the Stars for the Palm Springs Cultural Center. Back to the Future through part two with part three next week. Did anybody see part three of that movie? I didn't, I'd forgotten there was a part three of Back to the Future. Uh, and then Moonlight is the other film. That was the best Oscar picture winner, Moonlight. Uh, and that's in honor of Juneteenth. Um, the certified farmer's markets open again for the summer. They will be at the Palm Springs Pavilion Saturdays from eight till noon. Um, looking ahead again, that chamber pride mixer on Arenas Road Tuesday, June the 15th with the mini village fest and El Paseo reopening celebrations that same week. We also have a rundown of all the things that Kim Keeler and her staff at the LGBTQ center have going on. We list all of those on our calendar of events.
We'd like to welcome new partners, PS Homeboys. This store uh, is, is great. It's in the space that PIPAs used to occupy. David uh, Perry had his book signing there over the weekend, and there's going to be the first Desert Business Association in-person mixer happening on June the 21st at PS Homeboys on Indian Canyon between Hotel Zoso and uh, Ty Smile. So you guys remember where Peepa's was originally. Mitchell's is right next door. They've got a curated collection of furniture, lighting, accessories, wallpaper, and more. And they've got the wallpaper from the Golden Girls. So what we've decided to do is the night before Alexander and Stan Zimmerman are back for the Thursday, June 24th, evening on the Lanai, remembering the Golden Girls event, Wednesday, June 23rd, we will be at PS Homeboys. We're going to get little stand-up cutouts of the Golden Girls. Stan and uh, Alexander will be there. We're going to do a little Photoshop and have a couple of glasses of wine. So that's going to be a fun little event. PS Homeboys doing a lot of really cool, fun events in person. So it's the it's the Blanche's Boudoir, like palm yes. fronds wallpaper? Yes. yes. You know, oh, I was talking fine. to Stan, you know, they had they had the matching bedspread on Blanche's mm -hmm. bed. They had to lock that bedspread up <laughs> because it was stolen off the set a couple of times. <laughs> oh so, I mean, that's that's really cool. I have a little event that I wanted to throw in just because yeah. we've been working on it. It's going to be on the 21st and it's uh, beginning at four o'clock and it's at uh, 111 Bar in Cathedral City. We're going to be doing a tribute uh, to one of the great talents that we lost uh, over the past few months. My dear, dear friend. Mark Lee, who you may remember as a cons the construction worker in the uh, village people, such a great pianist. And we're, we're kind of doing a home going, you know, we're going to make it, you know, a, a celebration with music and songs and cocktails and cake. And uh, you can check it out. We'll uh, have it on our uh, Facebook page and please come. It's, it's open to anybody. We'll also have that on the uh, After Dark section of I Love Gay Palm Spring or the Gay Desert Guide website where we have all the bar events in one compact, easy to read place so you can figure out what's going every night uh, at your favorite bar. Hey, two quick pieces of breaking news on um, landing. Palm Springs lands new nonstop flight to Austin, Texas on Alaska Airlines. That starts on November the 19th. But not to uh, not to let uh, grass grow under their wheels, Southwest Airlines uh, has now announced four new daily round trip flights. Sacramento, seasonal service to Dallas Love Field and Chicago Midway. And then starting Saturday, seasonal service to Portland. Of all, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So all this is all coming up. We'll have all the details on GayDesertGuide.com. But so by seasonal service to Portland, you mean in another six months they'll start? Starts on November 20th. Oh, okay. All and right. that's the Saturday service. Um, okay. And then the uh, other service will operate during Coachella Valley's uh, primary tourist season, the Dallas, Chicago, and other great. flights. Great, that's so, fabulous. Yeah, really, it's great news for uh, everything opening back up, everything happening. And before we go, a quick, we've got two things to talk about, but a uh, quick shout out also to um, uh, Margaret Team Mom Charities. They're doing their Unity Ride for Homeless, and um, they are looking for donations at the UPS stores in Cathedral City, Desert Hot Springs, Yucca Valley, Palm Desert, or Las Vegas, if you happen to be up that way. Um, Go Team Mom! 
Team Mom. Yeah, team, team Mom Charity, she's put us in touch with some uh, great people. Um, I have a story that I'll share one of these days about it as well. Um, but Margaret is just doing some incredible work for the homeless and uh, raising some funds, and we'd like you to contribute. Hey, I want to get the off-season flights. You know, because the seasonal flights are basically to bring people in, you know, who want to be in our wonderful place when it's cold and drab and dark and rainy wherever they live. But wouldn't it be nice if we had a few off season flights yeah. so we could like yeah. go away when it's 118? Yeah, that would weekend? be very nice. Alaska oh, just yeah. cost me $540 for the last couple airline tickets to Portland. Wow. So thanks, Alaska. <laughs> well, I mean, really, yes, we need some deals for those of us who want to support year round, but get out for a week. I know. Right? So we'll take that. We'd love it. So I have to say that today is my last podcast. I um, have had such a great time, but I am one of those people who's a founder. I'm a builder. I'm a good kind of glue, but I'm better as a leader than any other thing. And I appreciate Kim Keeler saying that I was a great volunteer coordinator. And as everybody is leaving the pandemic and deciding what they want for themselves, putting myself on a front burner is one of those things I think we're all kind of deciding to do. So so in the last like six months, I've had people who are from my life as an entertainer come to town and mention that I'm not an entertainer anymore. <laughs> and it has been quite a tough one to swallow. Um, but it, you, sometimes you do need a little slap across the face for that sort of thing. And so over the last six months or so, I've been thinking about what I really want to do and, and all of my projects. So I have a film that I started with um, in August of last year, which I will actually be done with by August of this year and I'll be releasing my film my life measured in dogs and um, I am working with this film crew coming in to do a lesbian uh, television show here in town I'm working with a buddy through a nonprofit thing I'll be making um, four promotional videos for women in the arts to get grants as part of their grant application so actually I'm getting a grant to help other people get grants to make art, which is just that perfect circle of people taking care of each other that totally turns me on. Um, I am 45 pages into my screenplay called Out at Sea, which is my own love boat version of a, a screenplay for a pilot episode of a television show. I've just sort of renamed my production company, which for 20 years was called Moxie. Um, and now it's called Desert Whimsy. And so I have just I mean, a plethora. I have, I'm producing a series of comedy for hunters. I'm doing a show at the new Desert Rose Playhouse. I have a show coming up on the 20th for the softball organization at Margaritaville. Like I am going to be an entertainer again. And, and dude, I want, I love Palm Springs, but I miss being nationally relevant and nationally engaged. And I'm working on a, um, a real estate convention in the end of the year where I get to perform and actually teach a little bit about, you know, selling outside of your, you know, sphere with weird advertising and embracing who you are instead of trying to be somebody else. You know, I was never good at stuffing myself into the real estate box, but to be a loud mouthy person who stood out in the real estate world has worked really well for me. So I just, I have more projects than I could possibly manage and I'm ready to put myself and the things I wanna do on a front burner. I know you guys have a bunch of new stuff coming up 
And, uh, and I'm excited to watch every single week and mornings and wherever that all lands. But thank yeah. you so much for making me part of your journey. I, I, uh, I know I was resistant when you tried to drag me into morning radio and drag <laughs> me into the podcast. And I was like, no, I will come one day a week. I am, you know, so but definitely. 29 months later, <laughs> I'm happy wow. to be part of you creating your vision and now Hopefully other people will be there and help me create mine. Yeah. And we know that. And, and I know this, that you will always be there in our community and you will always be ready with a little sharpened teriyaki stick to yep. stick in my side so that yep. I will be like me too. having a bigger vision for I the community. I'm reminding than just, Brad that an occasional lesbian would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so you come on as a guest or an interview or of course. women into your, you know, on force you with a guest every now and again. And you don't have so. to force this. You know, John and I were talking about this. You've really, um, I think we've we've really made a shift in our in our perception uh, and, and our inclusion. The way we include women, people of color, everything, the the whole rainbow. As as we are in this Pride Month, um, you were there. And and I the, the word nagging is is not the word I would really choose to use, but in some Although ways it is the one you usually use. <laughs> no, 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 so, no, but, so put it in a nice way. So enlightening. Yeah. So, in, so enlightening. But but you even say you even use the nagging word sometimes, right? I mean, it's just because that's it, what you it, say. Yes. <laughs> no, but that's but but what you did was you know you you enlightened us. You pushed. You actually pushed us. You gently pulled us. Pushed us and pull us. So you were the push me, pull you of uh, the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast and the things that we're doing so that um, we we recognized um, many, many, some of some of our faults, some of our um, narrow focus that we sometimes have. And um, and I'm that excited is, to see your process and your main, uh, you know, keeping the inclusion vision as part of it. Um, I'm excited. I know you're going to have lots of opportunities to do that. And well, and when you I, put those goggles on, you can never take them off. When you great. start seeing other people in, in their different walks of life that you didn't consider uh, before, you can't unsee those people. And of all the things in this town, I definitely want to be a part of. It is certainly continuing, even though it is sort of naggy i guess or pokey sticky or all of those things that it's considered i'm old and mean enough to just say okay then whatever it takes right because this community i actually went to a party on memorial day weekend where i was basically stared back out the door because i was the only woman as i typically am in our gatherings and and uh, I lasted about 40 minutes and I just couldn't be the only woman there being yeah. sort of like, why are you here wrecking our vibe kind of thing? And and it just is part of what it is, is it's always they have to expand to allow you to exist in the planet next to them. And so it it is the crusade that I will continue. I, I, I remember when I first moved here, I created the intentionally co-ed gay comedy night. And it was at Willie Rhine's theater, the, the, the uh, 
playhouse. The, I can't think of it now. The Top Hat Playhouse. There were a hundred seats in his playhouse, and I sold fifty tickets to fifty men, and each of them got a pink ticket to bring a lesbian with them for the intentionally co-ed gay comedy night. Not one man brought a woman on a free ticket with him because they said they couldn't think of a lesbian they'd want to spend an evening with. And so 23 years later, um, I will never let up because I truly have all the things, art, entertainment, social, and politics. I believe that we're better together. I really, really do. And every time it works, it is a triumph. I'm so glad that you guys let me do that. And uh, I look forward to watching all the new things that you have in front of you. I'm sure it's going to be great. I got my eye on you. Thank you. And you have an open invitation to be back with us anytime. And we know you will. Um, you and you know every and everybody that you bring on board uh, for all of your fun projects coming up. We look forward to having you back on. We're going to miss you. There, there's Those are big, big shoes to fill. Size uh, 10 wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. I'll miss you on the podcast, but I'll see you on the flip side. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you and I love Gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Fur. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.